Yesterday's up with Ayin, today is Daf Ayin Aleph. Have a month for Shlema, for Adas of Asranya, and uh, all else who need it. And um, we will get the it right. Nilin Nishmas, who? Chaya Sarabas. No, Chay Rivka Basara, something like that. No. But he, he didn't have the father's name. What? He wrote it down. Right. I don't know. Okay, let's get started on the daf. Where is he sitting? Should we have no information? Not here. Not here. You have no information? No, no. He will uh, probably he's going to sit somewhere in. Um, no, he has a house nearby. Not far near um, near. Uh, Where well, today? Yesterday, no. Is it yesterday? I think no. Yesterday, yesterday. No? All right. I don't know, but it's far away. It's in San Angelo. I don't know. Not sure. Yeah. <coughs> All right. Let's get started on the review of yesterday's daf. So um, we started with Rav Chista said in the name of Marukva that the bottom line halacha is is that uh, it doesn't matter whether he says, give a shekel to my son, or don't give a shekel to my son, don't give anything more than a shekel to my son, he always means that he should give him whatever the need is. Um, how does that fit in with the idea that we have a halacha l'kaim divrei ames, that we paskin? So my answer is, is that uh, that's true, but that's in every other aspect, that would be true. But here, we understand that he really does want that his son, that his child should be sustained fully. And if, it does, and if a shekel won't cut it, then he really means that he, she, he should get more. So why say less than it is? Even if he knows that it's less, he's going to say less. Not that he means that it should be less, but more to give him a little more uh, kick in the pants to do the right thing, to, 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 go, to, to try and fend for himself as much as he can, and not to spend as much as he can. Okay, spend less, as least as he can. Um, and that was uh, why he said uh, less than the, than the true cost. All right, we saw um, that in general there's a Mishnah that says that pu'utos, uh, uh, they can buy and they can sell, but that is metaltalim, not land, but you know, portable stuff. And uh, Raphram says that's only true if there's no apotropos. If there's no apotropos, so then uh, they cannot do any purchase or sale. Um, so the question is, um, how do you know that? Because the Mishnah says, in my says, but that was talking about a shalish. A, sh- a shalish is like he's actually given over the charge of selling the property. So obviously the kid can't do that. It's a, the shalish is, so it doesn't sound like in my by, uh, by an apodropus. The answer is no. If it was just uh, because he's a shilish, he would say, he should do what he, should, what he was told to do. Um, why would you say the word so strongly, that's a raya, that it's even in general the case. Okay, and that was the end of Metzias Isha. Brought us to the new Perak, Perak Hamadir, which by the way, is one of the reasons why we get into Nadarim. Uh, it's from this Perak over here. We, we, the next Mesechta becomes Mesechta Nadarim because we're talking about vows. Okay, so somebody uh, makes a vow that his wife cannot benefit from him. So up until 30 days, it still remains married in that way, but uh, he needs a harness to take care of her needs. Um, how he does that, we'll get to. Okay, if it's more than 30 days, then it's, he needs to divorce her and gives her, gives her the ksuva. Rabbi Yudha says that uh, for Yisrael, it's only a month, but for 
Um, and then, for, you know, one month, you could stay, there, stay that way. Two months, you have to yield to be doing Ksufa. But by a coin, you keep it for an extra month. Shnayim Yekayim and three, it's yield to be doing Ksufa. And the idea is, is that we want to wait an extra month for the coin because divorce is a one-way street. So you can't be hasty in divorce for a coin. Um, somebody makes a vow uh, on his wife that she can't taste a specific fruit. Um, he needs to divorce her for that. And Rabbi Yehuda says, by Yisrael, for one day, but by, um, you can be a Mekayim, and then two days you're ready, but by a Kohen, two days, Yekayim, but three days, you get an extra day by, uh, to eat the fruit, okay, or not eat the fruit. Um, and the last thing of the Mishnah is uh, talking about perfumes, uh, that she cannot use a specific perfume. It's Yotivit Suva, and according to Rabbi Yossi, it's by poor people, it's Yotivit uh, Suva. If he says, um, I'm not putting a time limit on it, but by Ashiros, it's, um, it's, uh, it's 30 days. Okay, and we'll see more about that in the Gemara. So, um, first things first is that how can a person even make a vow in the first place that, uh, that she can't benefit from him? How could he make such a vow? He's already Meshubed. You can't make a vow to override a Sheba that you already have. That's basically the Kasha. Proof to that is because uh, when she makes a vow that what I'm not, my earnings should be ushered to you, we say that he doesn't even need to be made for the nether because it's, he's, she's Meshubed for that. Um, so, same thing here. So the Gemara explains that it must be that uh, since he could say um, instead of me paying for your food, your earnings should go for, cover your food. So it's as if he said that, even though he never said that, but it's as if he said that, and that's why the vow takes. So Gemara says, you know, according to, if, you, if you're going to take that logic, that you don't even need to speak it out, so then uh, Rav Huna says the name of Rav, that uh, a woman can tell her husband, I don't want you to feed me, and I don't want my earnings to go to you. Um, so then why would the vow that she says that whatever I earn is also to you, why doesn't he have to be made for the nether? He should have to be made for the nether, because since she could have said, I, I, I don't want to uh, be fed by you, and I don't want to have to produce, it's as if she said that, and therefore, uh, basically, she has a right to keep her earnings, and therefore, technically, it could be usher from the earnings. And therefore, you have to make a vow. You have to um, nullify that vow as a husband. So, must be that it, that we don't apply this logic of that it's as if you did say it. If you didn't say it, you have to actually say it. And the case of our Mishnah is where he did say, and since he said that, so then that's why she he he doesn't have to. The vow is valid. So Gmer says, if that's the case, why does he need a parnas? If her earnings are covering her food, so she's not going to benefit from him for the food. What's the big deal? She has her, all, her, all her expenses covered by her earnings. Um, so the Gmer answers, um, he needs a parnas for, uh, because her earnings is not enough. So the Gmer says, if it's not enough, so then we're back to square one, because if it's not enough, then she, uh, then, then, Basically, he's, he's bound to take care of all of her needs, not only part of her needs, and therefore his vow should be basically thrown out the window. Because um, you can't make a vow to override a lien, uh, an obligation. So, 
So we're talking, so Rafashi explains that we're talking somewhere in between, that basically basic stuff, all the basics is taken care of by her earnings. Not for the small things. A few small things it doesn't cover. So the says, these small things, what are you talking about? If it's something that she's used to having, then that's something that he has to take care of. If it's something that she's not used to having, so then why you have to hire a partner to take care of it? Why she have to upgrade her li- lifestyle? So the Gemara answer is that we're talking about uh, this situation. Like she was, before she got married, she used to treat herself to certain indulgences. Once she got married, she said, you know what? My husband's... I'm not going to... I don't want to stand out. So she doesn't, she's not living on the same high lifestyle that she was. Now, once there's this vow in place, so she's like, you know, I was able to do that when we were going, when everything was going smooth. But now that uh, you took this vow, so now I need to go through back those indulgences. What the thing is, is that the vow is able to take, because her earnings does cover, um, at that stage, at that stage, it did cover it. It's only came back later that just like, now I need these extra things. So that's why he needs a partner to take care of them for her. Very interesting answer. Where does the 30 days come in? Because 30 days is still can be private. Once you hit the 30-day mark, then it becomes a public information, and that is itself an embarrassment, and that's why it, uh, the, it's Yotzi eating Suva already at that point. Um, that's one, that's one mahalach. Okay. The next, uh, next way to explain it is that uh, she made the vow. Before, while she was betrothed. So the says, betrothed? He didn't have to pay nothing. Okay? Uh, he doesn't give her food until you sue it. So the Gemara says we're, we're, that, uh, uh, that it was the time for Nisuin, and they just never did consummate the marriage. So, um, the, so as, as we learned in the Mishnah, that uh, once the time comes, and then he, he has to start feeding her, and even can, even can feed her truma. So Gemara says, why is 30 days then? Where's the 30-day mark? Um, for 30 days, you could trust that a parent will do his job. After 30 days, he, people start getting lazy. You can, you know, in other words, it's, a good, it's good to know, you know, somebody's gone, for, you ask you a favor, so he'll do the favor if it's limited. But if it's after like, yeah, after 30 days, he starts, he starts uh, you know, slacking off anymore. on the job. He's not interested that, that much, you know. All right, anyway, so that is the story. Um, alternatively, we're talking about over here where she is an Arusa and then she already went to the Nisuin. Not still an Arusa, but uh, the time's up, but she actually did marry him and consummate the marriage. If they already have that vow in the state, in, in place, so then she took it and accepted it. What's the problem? So Gemara says, because she said that she thought she would be able to handle it and she realized that she can't. So the Gemara says, that doesn't really fit so well. We do say that idea with regards to like a blemish. It's like I thought I, w- I, w- I would be able to, you know, overcome you know, the, 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 the disfiguring that, I, you know, that you have. And I, I realize that I can't handle it. Okay, that's one thing. But uh, you don't say that with regards to food, that I thought I would be able to manage, you know, without food. You know what I'm saying? And now I realize I can't, you know, like it doesn't fit. So one of the other two answers is better. Okay, and that took us to the next thing, that for 30 days, um, he, he has a partner to take over. Now, the question is, how can he have a partner to take over? Isn't that basically a shliach? Basically, it's a breaking of the vow. Just because I didn't do it directly, but if I have somebody else doing it, doing it on my behalf, so then is that the same thing? 
So the Gemara says, no, he never told him directly to do it. He just made a general blanket statement, Kolazan, ain't no mafsid, whoever feeds my wife, I'll make sure that he doesn't lose out for that. So that guy is doing the feeding, and it's not coming from me, and I'm making sure I'm going to compensate him for it. So the Gemara says, if somebody says that, that's not a shlichus. Um, but the Mishnah says, we're quoting a Mishnah, that somebody is in a bar, and he says, whoever hears my voice should write a get from my wife, and we could, that's enough basis to write a get and to deliver the get. So the Gemara says, that's a big difference. Over there, he actually said, Yichtov, whoever hears my voice, Yichtov, you write it. Um, over here, he didn't say Yazun, he just said, Kal Hazan, whoever does feed. I didn't say feed. That's a big difference. So the Gemara has a kash on that. The Ravami says that by fire, they have a special hatter called a mechabein mafzid. In general, you're not allowed to do that. Where's the in general? Meaning, sounds like anywhere else, it would be considered a directive. Except for the fire, we made an exception. So the Gemara says, no, no, no. He's coming to counter other Yisuri Shabbos. Like, in other words, if you guy says, guy, let's say he usually has a, a timer for his pot of coffee every Shabbos morning. Okay? Love me, and uh, if it's allowed, okay, I'm not getting into that. But let's say it's allowed. And he has his timer, everything set up from in advance, usually, and uh, whatever, somebody forgot to set the timer. So can he go outside to his neighbor and say, call her, you know, <laughs> whoever makes it, puts up the coffee will not lose out for me putting up the coffee. Come you can't do that. You can only do that for the fire. Okay, that's the idea. Because so can fire. somebody come up and say, look, I said, I, 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 I mean, let the community feed my wife for the next 30 days. You can't say it that way. You okay. say, whoever does feed won't lose. I know, that's what he said. Then, then it's not a statement. It's if just a general it, statement. Right, right. It's not specific. But I say, let the community, I mean, specific community, or the, the, the charity box, feed my wife. Let? <laughs> I let. I, I give her shoes to the community. I mean, you give him permission. What are you doing? Yeah, are you are you telling them? No, I said I'm not gonna feed my wife. I said I'm leaving town right now and let the charity box feed my wife, and that's it. That's not a directive. Is it a directive or not? I don't hear that as a directive. It doesn't it's sound okay. like so very it's not directive. directive. It's okay. So if he want, if he wanted to make the announcement, it doesn't mean it. Yeah, it doesn't mean it. Want to add the announcement, Sean Chavez? You can do yeah. that. Okay. All right, you got to be careful how you word things. Okay, anyway, so careful. that's the story. Okay. I'll All right. become a lawyer one day. Um, anyway, so that's the story. So the Gemara says that that's not the same thing. You have to finish your roofing. Again, it's only with regards to Shabbos. Okay. So um, uh, the Gemara brought down another, another question. The Gemara says that, that uh, Rabbi says somebody makes a vow from his friend, and the guy doesn't have what to eat. So you go to the store owner that you know about, mm-hmm. and you tell him, look, I, I have this situation. There's a vow. He can't benefit from me directly. I don't know what to do. He's really desperate. Um, and the guy catches on the hint, and he gives him, and, uh, and the other guy will pay for what he gives him. Um, so that doesn't sound like only that's allowed, not this case. So the Gemara says, no, no, that's even a bigger chiddush, because there, by the case of Golazani you're talking to the whole world, that's less of a directive. Over here, even though you never told him what to do, but being that you have a good relationship with him, he understands what you mean, and therefore that's why he's going to intuit with what you're talking about, and he's giving the cause of you on your behalf. So you might think that's worse. Come on, it's almost as if you actually told him, go give and I'll pay. 
Um, and it's like, Mamash is Shliach. Much more that we don't look at it that way. Okay. Once we got into that topic, so he said somebody makes a vow from his friend, doesn't have what to eat, you could go to the storekeeper and, um, and the storekeeper will pay, will give him, and he pays back the storekeeper. Um, um, next we said, what if he has a house that needs building, a fence that needs fencing, a field that needs harvesting, same thing, you go to the workers that you have a relationship with, and you tell them, look, he has a vow, and he can benefit from me, I don't know what to do, and they do it, just leaving it vague, but they do it, and he'll and they'll get and they'll get their wages from him. Um, of course, like he's not gonna, you know, say, "Look, I never told you to do that." You know, like uh, yeah, it sounds like uh, it. They understood that uh, that's what he's saying, and obviously, there's a trust there that he's not gonna do that to them. Um, what if they're traveling? So and, they have uh, to the go guys, out. So the workers have to decide on their own what to do. Is that what right, you're trying to say? Right, right. He said the fence is kind of falling down, and he says, but maybe the guy doesn't want the fence to, to, to fix. Our, he likes it the way it is kind of shaking a little bit, and it feels good, you know? No, no, that, okay, whatever. We're talking about where it's real, you know, <laughs> whatever. That's not a question. Okay. Anyway, um, next thing is, um, the, so, so uh, what if they're two traveling, and he's nothing yeah. what to eat? Yeah, so you can't. Uh, so you give it to somebody else as a gift, and that guy can give it uh, to him, and that's mutter. What if it's just the two of them? You could just put it on a rock, make a proclamation: "This is hefker. Whoever wants it can take it, and he can take it and eat it." Rabbi Yossi says that's not allowed, and the reason why is because it's gzera. That case, up to the case where somebody is not really making something hefker, but it's just a ruse so that the other person can benefit from him. And uh, that was uh, the case. The guy said, if that's true, so then everything should become hegdish. And that was uh, whatever. It was a major balagan. Anyway, bottom line is, he doesn't like that trick. And we'll stop over here. That's the end of the review.